0: You're listening to the Heart Centered Service Podcast, a podcast to help freelancers create the lifestyle of their dreams while doing work that brings them purpose. I'm your host, Francesca Mamlin, and I'm your other host, Krista Aoki. Each week, we'll release new episodes with tips and personal stories for online service based entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 26 of Heart Centered Service. In today's episode, we're talking with copywriter, Allison Evelyn Gower. If you're not following Allison on social, you're really missing out on the way that she gives words, vodka shots of personality. Allison has this magical way with words that helps women entrepreneurs have a fierce, so you website. She has boosted email conversion rates by as high as 24%, written promo sequences with an average open rate of 35%, and transformed clients from lost freelancers to in demand experts. And with that being said, we're so excited to let Allison speak for herself. So, Allison, welcome to the show. Can you start by introducing yourself? and letting us know a little bit more about how you got to where you are today.
1: Oh my gosh, heart centered. My heart is like filling up right now. Oh, so thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited about this topic because I find that words are so much more than, they are the conversions, they are getting the clients right, they are. But it is so much about the way we talk about ourselves and present ourselves in words, it transforms how we see ourselves. It's the difference between saying, I teach some yoga to saying I am a certified expert yoga teacher that the way we talk about ourselves really changes our mindset about our work and in turn how we're perceived. So it just gets me so jazzed and so excited. And today I'm going to talk about super specific strategies because a lot of people say, write like yourself, be authentic, but what the hell does that mean and how do we do it? We hear that and we go to write and it's like this mental block and I will go into my theory like my theories and the scientific reasons for that Um, but for how I actually got into this I was always like writing since a little girl I was pretending to write before I could Uh, sitting at the table pretending to scroll words because I had older siblings and I wanted homework I wanted to write and then started a diary at a young age I was English Lit degree But actually, what ended up happening, I ended up in production. So I was producing commercials, running around, like, you know, with sets, walkie talkies, all the things. And there was this guy who would be on sets, one specific shoot. And I remember he was writing words and he was watching the ad we were shooting. And I talked to him and he said, Oh, I, I write the words that match with the. We figure out what the brand is, this message they're trying to share, and I have to figure out the perfect phrase. And I said, are you kidding me? That's a job. That is, that is a role. And so here I am now as a copywriter. For six years, I've been obviously gone a lot beyond one word phrases or a few word phrases for ads. But what I've really found is my specialty the last four years is women, because I find women are so quick to downplay ourselves. I found it as well because I have been that woman. As I built my business, as I had to write my own website, I found it so hard to write as myself with confidence and how to balance that being an expert without being arrogant and sounding professional, yet also being fun and playful because I'm not naturally this corporate person. Um, And the more and more I helped women with this, I just saw, y'all, you're not alone first off. Like every person finds it hard to write like themselves, but there are very specific solutions, formulas I've figured out over the years, I promise.
2: That's wow. the story. <laughs> I love that you have, that your focus is helping women because it's so true. As women, it can be really hard to really highlight the things that we're good at and the things that we bring to the table because Mm -hmm. we're afraid of, um, we're afraid of like seeming arrogant or braggy. Um, so I love that. I love that you like empower women that way. And, um, I guess the first question that I really want to ask is how do you write, um, authentic to you? I know that's kind of a broad question, but for somebody who is, um, Trying to find their voice in their business. What are some of the first tips that you can give them to like um, narrow that down? Like, what is their voice?
1: Oh yes, and that's why I'm at, I build a program for specific things because it is hard to just get started. Um, one reason, or I'll give, I'll give some super specific strategies. But know this is, I think, for years and years, whether you went to high school, went to college, or you didn't, for at least ten. 15 years, we were conditioned as students in academia to write super formal, to not use contractions, to fluff up our sentences, right? Like we were always told, write a 10 page paper. So what did we all do? We added extra words. We figured out how we can make it as long as possible instead of really writing in this natural way. So there's already a block there. So when it's hard, it's because we're conditioned to write formally. So when it comes to writing as ourselves. Some of the things I recommend are: one, I would ask, I would ask your friends and family to describe you in a couple different adjectives. So three to five at the most. Like I would reach out to friends, uh, family, most importantly, clients—people who've actually paid you money. Because also, the way your family sees you is so different than how your client sees you. Maybe growing up, you were a tomboy or a goofball or whatever it is, and that might not be. Who you are as an adult anymore, or how you feel you are. So, asking those, okay, three to five adjectives. I would just send them an email and say, Hi, I'm trying to figure out a little bit more about my brand and my brand voice, and I just have loved working with you, or you know me so well. Could you just tell me like, three words to describe myself and see what they write back to you? Because often I find my students are really surprised at the answers. Like, they'll be like, Wow, like most people use the word intuitive. and' That's something so cool. But I didn't know that people saw that about me. Uh, my VA, actually, my online business manager, just did this because I was teaching it, and she did it for herself. Um, and most of her clients described her as funny, and she was really surprised by it. She was like, "What? I didn't. I don't think of myself as funny." And I went, "I was one of those people. You're hysterical. Like you're not trying to be. You're just being yourself." And so I think one thing is just. As you write, number one, it helps you figure out how your writing style should be, or not should, but what it naturally, you kind of get that, you feel that permission to write has. And two, when you do this exercise, it kind of, it boosts your confidence. It's a total ego booster, because you get all these lovely things being said about you. And it's hard to write from a place when you're not feeling good about yourself. Like if you're supposed to write an about page and you're feeling a little bit, I don't know who am I to be saying this, your words aren't gonna come out very powerful. But if you like get this flood of emails telling you how great you are, and all these things about you, you're totally going to be in a better headspace to write. Two, I would go into I would go into brands that you love. So, for example, my favorite brand is Kate Spade. Like, if I walk into a Kate Spade store, I feel like my personality has thrown up into a room, right? And so, for you, it could be something totally different. Um, maybe it's Patagonia, Anthropology. Uh, maybe you're that random thrift, thrift store that's all vintage, whatever it is, I would recommend thinking about that brand, going to their website and then going through the copy. Because I think too much we're surrounded by our own industry as well. So let's say you're a freelance writer, graphic designer, yoga teacher, coach. If you are constantly following Instagrams of all the people in your industry You get sucked into what everyone else is saying instead of what your voice is. Because we spend far more time reading Instagram than writing our own copy. Unless you're a copywriter, maybe all you're doing all day is writing. But even as a copywriter, writing for other people. So I would step away, stop looking for inspiration from people in the same industry and go to brands you love that have nothing to do with you, like Lululemon or whatever it is, and study how they write about their brand. So I find those two are a really good jumpstart to helping out.
2: Awesome. Those are really good tips. I've actually never heard those before. Like, they're kind of unique. Um, So, yeah. Now, let's talk about, so today we're going to be talking mostly about website copy and social media copy um, because we were trying to, like, we were trying our best to sort of narrow (laughs) down, like, which topic to talk about because copywriting is, um, we could (laughs) probably record, like, 18 episodes about copywriting. (laughs) But yeah, so with website copy, um, what would you suggest uh, to somebody who wants to spice up some of the words on their homepage copy of their website?
1: Oh, guys, I have really specific suggestions. And I tell you this not just because, I live have a group program where I teach a web copy, but it came from not just helping everyone else, but y'all, I mean, I was there, right? Like I have written for the most corporate of corporate things medical, tech. I mean, I've I've done it. And what happened to me was four years ago, three, four years ago, I was in the same boat. Like my website was too formal because I was so wrapped up in writing for everybody else that I had kind of lost who I was and my voice and I wanted to appear to the world. And what I figured out, which is I think really common for women, is deep, deep down, we have this need and desire to be taken seriously, to be Seen as nice to be sweet, but such a go getter, and wow, she's really getting it. Look how, but usually, what that leads to is this overly formal type of work. Um, that's also not to say authoritative because we also be seen as nice. So it comes up with a lot of phrases like, I'm so passionate about this. Let me help you do this. Though so I see phrases like that all the time, and I have been there. Um, but usually, it's because when we go to write something really bold, um or a little bit more forward, like it feels kind of scary because we're like, whoa, what's the feedback gonna be? Um and being seen as serious, like I'm the youngest of three. So I figured out for me any other youngest children out there, a lot of us like we're always growing up wanting to be seen as and, and as women, just as girls, right? We want to be seen as like we're tiny next to boys in our class. Like, I can do it too. I'm a tough woman. Um so to write copy that really sounds like ourselves, I have this corporate project where they told me my work was too much personality. They said, it's too fun. We love it, but it's too fun. And that was the day I finally actually got pissed off enough to rewrite my own website copy. And now I have all these dream clients because it's freaking sounds like me. So here's what I did, y'all. Um, one, a couple things is for your headline, I think that's something really people get stuck on. So for your homepage, right? Your homepage page is something at a glance where people are really seeing you. Like, okay, they've probably got there maybe from your social media or you've been referred. There's some way they found you. So one, first just remember, y'all, if someone's on your website, there's a reason. It's not like you have to convince them entirely. Someone is already there because they're interested in working with you, whether they Googled you, you were referred, like they're there. So they are already interested. You don't need to totally seem serious or prove yourself because they've already looked you up. So what I would do in the homepage headline, a couple of things to try that, you know, help you kind of sound like yourself or you know, get your personality going. Um, I tell my students, think about something your brand is like. This doesn't have to ultimately be your headline. Think about there's two ways to do the headline. Either think of like a metaphor for your brand. So for example, um, I give people personality. That's like my main thing. Like I show people to write with personality and do it kind of ridiculously or Zen, whatever. And so I was thinking about what is it that gives people personality? It helps them loosen up alcohol, right? That is the number one thing that helps people freaking loosen up. So what is my headline? And I wrote through a ton of these, okay? This did not happen quickly. I wrote through like, I went to a Starbucks, I had an iced coffee, and I spent like two hours just scrolling out ugly phrases. And I came up with, give your brand vodka shots of personality, because taking shots helps you loosen up and stop being so formal. So for you, I was thinking about what are things that your brand is kind of like? Um, do you help give people clarity? Do you help people achieve their dreams? Do you help people, you know, give them energy? Maybe you're a coach that, I don't know, does sleep training or whatever it is that you do. Like, maybe you give them energy for their life again by helping them sleep. So maybe you're like, caffeinate your day like compare yourself to coffee. So I would just kind of start getting outside the box and thinking about what are these, again, things outside your industry that you're like and then get pen and paper, get off your computer because you actually physically use more creative muscles when you write with your hand. I think it's three to four times the amount of muscles that actually connect to your brain. So at least for the headline, I would get into pen and paper and actually write. And don't, like, r- like, write a headline, read it, and redo it several times. That's a huge mistake I see. Just get a pen and paper and write through, like, 50. Like, don't stop. Just keep writing. Like, keep yourself in flow. Because it will sound ugly, but that's okay. No one is seeing it. No one is seeing it, I promise. So I would say that is a way to start with your homepage. Or um, something else to write through is, what is it people really get from you? Like, ultimately, what's that th- deep down thing you give people? So whether you're a coach, you're a graphic designer, you're a yoga teacher, you don't really just give them a logo or a yoga class. Like what is like the deep reason they're coming to you? Like for a logo, the deep reason might be like credibility. They just want to be taken seriously in the world. And a good logo will help them do that. For a yoga class, maybe you relieve daily stress, anxiety. So I would tap into the real reason. Sometimes they say this and people are like, Well, there's so many reasons. No, no, no. I don't it's not about I don't care how diverse your audience is, the age of people. There is a deep underlying thing that you really that people come to you for. And most importantly, your favorite clients come to you for. If you're serving a ton of people who aren't dream clients, do not think about a headline that speaks to everyone. I only care about the top three clients for my students. Like who are those top three people? Because that way you're only attracting more people like your dream clients. So it's okay to be picky and have favorites. It does not make you a bad person. As women, we are taught to be nice to everyone. It is a good thing to have favorites. Lululemon is not talking to everybody. Anthropology is probably not talking to your dad. And that's fine and good and well. So it's okay to be picky.
2: You know? Be picky. It's okay. Yes. Just preach, seriously. (laughs) Preach. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh, shoot. I was like, oh, yeah. And, um about the like what's the one thing that people are coming to you for i've actually had mm-hmm. an experience with a client where she was like oh my god totally i've got different. all of these different target customers and i'm like okay let's let's like list all of the reasons that people might buy your product and like we listed all these reasons and i'm like okay these are all like yeah these all have like one underlying thing that they all kind of <laughs> connect to and she was like oh <laughs> so a lot of times you might find that with your business if you're if you have If you feel like you have a lot of different people coming to you for a lot of different reasons, list out all those reasons and then ask what is the common denominator here? Because usually
0: there is one.
2: Um, And I love how you suggest to actually write with your hand because I am a lover of all things stationary. And yeah, (laughs) I'm always somebody who's going to brainstorm on pen and paper before, before the computer comes out. And I totally agree with you. Like it really, it really helps me kind of get out of my own head to be Just like scribbling something down on paper. Um, Because when you're on a document or when you're even like, some people write directly on their website, and I feel like there's just so much Mm. pressure to like write the correct thing when you're like, people that write copy directly in their website, I don't understand those people.
1: (laughs) Oh, Francesca, I'm so glad actually you said that. Thank you. Thank you. Because that is super common and I did not realize that until I started asking people about their processes. It's super common. I'm sure you're listening right now. who are going through that. And I think it's where the problem is like our brain, that whatever form we're writing in, like you said, when you write on our website, psychologically, you already feel like it's being published live. Whatever is being here now has to be perfect. So we just start to excruciatingly analyze every word, instead of just letting it fly. I delete 80% of what I write. So also know that y'all, you gotta kill your babies. That's what I call it, I don't know what's nice, but you have to kill your babies. Like it's okay to write a ton and cut it. Like oftentimes I find people write several paragraphs and my clients will give me things or like my day rates, um, people will send, okay, here's all these things and I'll go through it. And usually the meat of the copy, the meat of like the really powerful words, it's in paragraph three or four usually the first couple paragraphs is sort of like the brain warming up saying what we think we're supposed to say and then paragraph four is like that's the line so exactly francesca yes yes guys do not write in your website it makes it so much harder on yourself
2: yeah and giving (laughs) yourself permission to make mistakes is like that's how you're going to be a good writer or good anything is allowing yourself to like create all of the the bad projects before like then you have to get the bad stuff out of the way basically and then the good can come through
1: Uh, Oh, preach rachel hollis she wrote six books before one went on the new york times bestseller like it's not about being perfect the first time it's really not exactly it's okay y'all it's like it's okay i know as women like especially as entrepreneur women we're go-getters um but that's something so important to let go of in writing and it will really help get us unstuck.
0: Yeah, I like how you mentioned that when you were writing your um, your headline that you sat down in Starbucks for two hours, um, because, it could be really frustrating like oh why isn't this coming to me like I've been sitting here for 30 minutes or one hour but really it does take um, time to time to think about things and that puts it into really good perspective so what is another mistake that you might see some of your uh, clients doing or other freelance freelancers doing with their copy
1: yeah so um, I guess I'll do big picture and then I'll do specifics because some specifics are a little bit easier um big picture. What I find is most people try and sit down and write their copy without really taking time to go deep into their own messaging and research. So if you just start from a blank page, that is really freaking hard. It is really hard to just pull up a Google Doc and start writing about yourself. I, That is so much more challenging and it's not as effective. So what I would recommend for people is to take time and do research beforehand. I know it doesn't feel as productive because you like to feel productive. um, But taking time, like to go to those clients, ask them about the adjectives, Um, you know, go to, to your testimonials, review them. Like, do you like go back in and take that time to really figure out what is my main message? How do I serve people? Like what's the ultimate thing they really need from me? And to think, step back and think about your business model. Um, because, and that sounds like some fancy corporate, corporate thing, but we all have a business model. I don't care if you're two months into freelancing, you have a business model. People are paying you whatever an hour, like that's a business model. So I would think about, okay, in a year, two years, where do I want my business to be? Like what exact type of things do I want to be offering day to day? Do I want to still be doing hourly? Do I want to be launching a course? Do I like thinking about that? Because that can help direct your copy in terms of how you speak about your business. So I really think and believe that the website is a vision board for the, for the business you want. Like your website is a vision board for the business you want and tells clients the type of business you want. So if you're saying, Oh, you, I could do anything for you. Everything's customizable. And you list out like 10 services. You're saying you're jack of all trades that always is going to trade time for money. And if your goal is to maybe only work with one type of niche like you're like, I really love my health and wellness clients, but I'm super scared to cut out other types of clients. First off, remember you can work with anyone you want. Your website just says what you prefer to do. People are still going to reach out and ask to work with you. So if you really want to do health and wellness, freaking make your, your website about health and wellness. That's great. Um, or if you know that in a few months, you want to transition to only do one type of service, or maybe do packages instead of hourly, write about, you. it's gonna change how you write, because instead of saying, I customize everything to you, your message becomes, look, things are really busy, and I know what you need. It is one of three things, right? Package A, package B, package C. Um, giving people packages also, guys, it is not only peaceful for you, it's so much easier on your heart, instead of creating a brand new service and a brand new package for every single person. But it helps your client. It really does. Because they don't freaking usually know what they need. Whether you're a yoga teacher, a graphic designer, a coach, like, people don't know what they need. So like, as a copywriter, someone might come to me and go, um, you know, a couple years ago, like, oh, I think I just need an about page. Or I think I need a few emails and this and that, but usually I you know what they need, right? Like I would know, all right, I know you need those emails, but it sounds like we need to work through your website because you're not quite clear yet on who your customer is, what your business model is. So I think taking that time, even just a day or two, set aside a day or two, that can feel scary for people alone. Like cut your calendar, put one day. That's all I suggest, guys, like one day. To think about your brand, go deep into that. And then when you go to write your website, it'll be so much easier. It'll be so much easier to work on that. Um, And then, in terms of the logistics and specifics for your website, um, how to write in really specific ways. Number one, talk about yourself in the first person. So, you're a freelancer or you want to grow an agency. I mean, even if you're planning to grow a team, I would speak in you and I. So instead of saying like, so Krista, she, da, 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 we're in this world, y'all, where there's a reason more and more people are starting their businesses, right? We're stepping away from corporate life. Your clients are people, they want a personal experience. They want to know you. And a huge part of why they're choosing to work with you of above anyone else is because they like you. So they want to hear from you and your personality, like that's what matters. So much of why you're being hired, it is your services, it is your expertise, but it's also just like you. So just show up as you. I think there's a lot of fear in that. People are like, oh, I want to make sure it's formal. I, it, usually what I, when I really cut down with people, it's this fear of, yeah, just showing up as themselves. Um, and again, if you want to grow a team in the future, Great, just change it to we later. It is so small. This is the stuff we overthink so that we never write our own website. Like, we can change it to we later. That is totally fine. Um, Yeah, I would just show up as yourself. So, you and I, instead of like she or they, like just be bold, be in people's faces. Be like, you are stressed right now because dot, dot, dot. Right now, you insert your pain points. Like, say you, say you. It makes it so much more direct. And yeah, so much more bold. And the other guys, this is the number honestly, probably the number one problem I see on every freelancer entrepreneur website, probably at least 80%. They don't have call to actions on every page. So they'll have an about page and they're just like, hope to work with you. Y'all, like, I know that we're trying to be sweet, okay? I used to be there, most of my clients are there, I get it. But they don't know what that means. They're like, okay great. But like, what does that mean? If you're a yoga teacher, they're like, do I hire you for a one-on-one? When do you teach classes? Graphic designer or copywriter, they're like, do we schedule a consultation? A lot of your clients maybe don't know even how to hire you. They're not in your industry. So to them, like they are a baby lost lamb and we really need to guide them. And that might feel authoritative, but it's really helpful. Um, Chris and Francesca, I don't know if you have an example of this, but I know, for example, I had my tonsils removed this year in January, and for a year or two years, I would go to the doctor, and I would be like, I'm getting sick all the time, I'm not sure what the issue is, tonsil problems run in my family, what should I do? I literally was begging them to tell me what to do and guide me, and they'd be like, oh, like, yeah, like, maybe try this, I don't know. Do you work out much? Did all the, you know, they were just like, there was no guidance. And I'm like, it's in my chart, I work out, I work out six days a week, I love working out. I'm like, no, that's not, I'm super, is it tonsils, could I, and I ended up begging them for referrals, like begging them, because there's a special, like, I was like, I think I need an ear, throat, nose, that's the term, doctor, to re- to assess them, can I get an appointment with one? And literally, like, they're like, I guess you could, it takes a couple weeks, like, like, if you want to, it was very much, like, I think they were trying to be kind. I honestly do. I think they were coming from a good place. Like, they were like, if you feel comfortable, surgery's scary. And I, it took me two years to get a surgery I should have had. Um, yeah, because I just, I didn't feel guided. And I was like, well, if these doctors aren't pushing me, I guess I'm just not supposed to. Um, yeah. And they even said, like, you know, insurance, you'll still have to pay. Like, I would have paid. And so... I wish, I want everyone to be like the doctor I finally got. The doctor who was like, girl, you should not be getting sick once a month. That is super unhealthy. You should not be getting of the flu this much. You need to have surgery. I know it's scary. Here's what the process would be. We're going to do the test. This is when your surgery would be. You should do it. And that's, guys, be a tonsil doctor. Be the pushy tonsil doctor because you're helping that person and change their life. I promise. And I don't get sick anymore. So yay!
2: So and in stories it. like that is the reason that people are going to freelancers like us who um, are solopreneurs and are going to give people that individual attention that they're looking for. Which is exactly why you use the first person on your website because that's the tone that people are looking for. Otherwise, there's plenty of giant corporate agencies they could go to to have their graphics designed or to have their copy written or they like there's a reason they're going for um, online freelancers and small businesses. So Mm. yeah, absolutely.
1: Ah, yes, guys. Be that, yes. Tonsil personal I almost cried when the doctor said, like, you need the surgery. Like, I can't believe you haven't gotten it yet. I was like, everyone said. Um, It's just, you're a relief to people, honestly, when you're bold. And it's not being bossy. And that's a term that I love. I have a lot of clients who maybe they were told that when they were little girls, they were five, six years old, and they were like, "You're so bossy." And so we learn to not tell people what to do. That's what we learn as women. So it is okay to be and bossy, tell people what to do. It is helping them totally. Um, and even and if you're if you find yourself writing and find that coming up, oh, like I don't want to be seen as arrogant. I don't want to be seen as bossy. Just notice that. Don't judge yourself. Don't shame yourself. Um, But I would like to explore a little bit there, like why is that? Because I usually find we sort of deep down also know what we want to say, but there is some block there. And it's often stuff, not to go deep therapy on you, but it is often from childhood or maybe one thing someone said to us early in our career or in our business. That, that is kind of triggering us, like why we feel uncomfortable saying stuff in a certain way. So it's worth it just taking a time to pause and notice that without shame on yourself.
2: We love deep therapy here because <laughs> it's so true. Like we're, we're talking about website copy or we're talking about copywriting, but everything that you do in business, there's always some kind of underlying thing there. If you have a block in your business that seems very strategic and practical, Oftentimes there's there's something emotional underneath it that is causing it to happen. I hope that makes sense the way I phrased it.
1: But oh, girl, yes, it makes total sense. And like it was for me this, that my first website was very formal, and I talked about, you know, I like I get health and medical and tech and all these things, and I I really I finally figured out and understood that my goals, which as a kid I was want to be taken seriously. And you know, seen as at this certain level, and so by writing like sassy, which is my true gift and my desire, what my clients actually want from me, my dream clients, um, it made me feel like, oh, am I knowledgeable business owner? Why not be seen as serious if I'm writing punny and sassy and ridiculous and about things I actually like, like writing about for female entrepreneurs in an online space about things like yoga and health and wellness and not in like a high level healthcare aspect, but just like, you know, in Ayurveda and yoga and graphic design in a sassy way. And I figured out that was a block for me. Um, and once I like really tapped into that, I was able to actually write about alcohol on my website. Like six years ago, Alice and me would not have used a headline about shots of vodka because they'd be like oh people might think she's like a partier now i don't give a freaking heck you know if someone thinks that um it's ironic i'm not really like a crazy partier but i just like think Not that i love a glass of wine i definitely do but um it's like it's just about being fun and for you it could be it doesn't have to be crazy and sassy for you right maybe you you do want to be more fun or be punny maybe it's just being Zen or intuitive um, or being really adventurous and, you know, talking about having dirt on your shoes and being a lover of backpacking. Maybe your whole theme is you love backpacking. And so you have all these metaphors for like, you know, traveling the world. It's whatever you really is like the passions in your heart that you want to talk about and reference. And it does not matter if everyone agrees with you. So many of people I work with, um, that's just such a fear. Like we've already kind of talked about with women is we do want to be liked. And we're so afraid to say things that not all of our people or not all our clients will necessarily agree with. Um, but it's also important to remember, we can talk about stuff we love and that's our, true to our personality. And our clients don't have to be the same. I mean, I, I talk a lot about on my social media and website, my love of corgis it's an obsession it is a deep deep obsession um i had a grand who raised corgis as a child so they i was always around them um well, I, like me holidays and i guys i have like a freaking heart attack when i see like those cute loaf butts i mean i think they're the best thing in the world i have two pairs of socks um over here actually guys you could i mean you, If you were in my room, you could see where I'm at. I have a stuffed animal of a corgi. Okay?
2: <laughs> but,
1: I she does. <laughs> I do. His name is Melon, like a watermelon. And I reference corgis. If you are, go to my contact page. I literally talk about corgis in my headline. And here's the beauty of website copy that we overanalyze. You just get to talk about things you love. Um, and for me, it's because corgis are also very expressive. They they're it's very obvious when they look pissed off and they're disappointed or they're unhappy, but they also look like the happiest creatures in the world. And I help people express who they are. That's literally what I do. Good, bad, and the ugly, right? Like I help people express it. So corgis also relate to my brand. But do all my clients love corgis? No. Absolutely I happen to attract corgi people, it's true. But you know, that's also a personality type. But plenty of my clients are not into them. But what they see is me just showing up as myself and being an expressive person. So if you want to talk about some weird show you like, or you're a fire dancer, that's fine. Your clients don't have to be into fire dancing. Like you get to just show up as yourself and it truly does not have to align the exact same passions as your clients. You truly, I think that's just such a big mistake that I see.
2: Wow. You've like inspired me to talk about my Grey's Anatomy obsession on my website now.
1: (laughs) Girl, let it out. Let let it out. And if you want to like
2: even like make fun of ourselves a little
1: bit for it, great. If you're like, yes, I am that girl that cries over, you know, McSteamy with my popcorn at night. Great. That was your favorite.
2: that was a very emotional day for me <laughs> when Simi <Stevie> passed on. <laughs> Sorry if you haven't watched it yet. That's a huge spoiler, but <laughs>
0: I'm well, gonna have spoiler alert I our- <laughs>
2: right, put like spoiler
1: forward over this moment of the community. I mean, I'm I'm really late to TV shows. i with you. I started I watched The Office for the first time a year ago.
2: Oh no, I grew up yeah. on that show. Like, it's so good. I grew up on that show, it's which is so everything to me. <laughs>
1: it's perfect. It's perfect. And actually talking about even things like that, things that are silly, like fun facts on your about, like you love Grey's Anatomy, The Office, like weird situations about something from your childhood. Um, it really breaks up. It sets you apart from people. Like, it's great to put those things about yourself. And you'll be surprised, guys. How much people connect with you over those details, not just the work stuff. Because I, while I could spend all this episode talking about the messaging of your service and that, um, I think people are quicker to put that first um, and not work in little things about themselves. And this doesn't be paragraphs, okay? We don't have to have five paragraphs about the office, but it can literally be as simple as like a three, like, three words, like hashtag office fan here. Boom. You just included it. Uh, one of my clients, she has two pit bulls, which I love because she's this tiny girl. She's this tiny half Filipino girl. She's like 4'11", and she has these two giant pit bulls. And people are always really surprised to hear that about her because she's just, I mean, she's fierce, but she's, you know, she's the same stature as her pit bulls, right? Like, like height-wise, probably, like if they stood on the right legs. Um, and people kind of love that. It shows this fiery, kind of feisty side of her. And she's had clients literally get on Zoom calls to have a consult with her and said, oh my God, I had to reach out when I saw you had pit bulls and you wrote about them. So these details also, they do matter. And they also, they do show stuff about you. So it's not just having pit bulls for her, right? It's like, damn, this girl knows how to handle stuff. Like she knows how to tackle stuff in a tough way. And that's what I need in a, she's a Facebook ad strategist. So for her, it's like, they do want someone who's willing to kind of stand up to them and go, no, 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 this is what's going to work. I know what I'm doing, like, to wrangle in stuff, like, she wrangles in her pit bulls, which we wrote about on her website. Um, So, yeah, guys, kind of, yeah, these things that are important to you, like, you never know who it's going to connect with, I promise. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, and there's, like, little subconscious stuff, like, with the pit bulls, like, yeah, she knows how to control things and like, rain things in you with your corgis. It means that you're expressive and fun-loving. Like I, I, there, corgi culture, like, is a thing. Like there are people that oh, love corgis, and there are such a thing traits. <laughs> It really is. It made me think of the guy from Queer Eye when you... (gasps) took I know! Because whenever there's a corgi, he, like, abandons everything he was supposed to be doing and just cuddles with the corgi.
1: (laughs) Yes, and you know what? It made me love Anthony even more. He, like, goes out and he just curls out. Anthony and Bobby, guys, Queer Eye, they both said if they had a spirit animal, it'd be a corgi and you know what? It put them up in my book. I was like, I would... I would go... I would go to an event that much more that you hosted.
2: I swear, like a paid event because then I know that about you. And not just because they might bring corgis to that event. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And you know what,
1: y'all? I don't even have a corgi. So it doesn't have to be something you own. I don't even have one. I just love them. And something that's, you know, for, I think people are also quick to go, I don't know what that's special about me. Like for some, I think it's because again, I'm holding up my phone right now. We are on this device that connects us constantly and puts us on Instagram. So, what do we see? We see all these people featured in places and doing these things. And we just get wrapped up in thinking that our fun facts or about page has to be things like, you know, featured in Huffington Post, da da da, best friends with freaking Rachel Hollis, right? Whatever, Um, which is all great. But that's you don't need all that to have a great converting about page, okay? Like I promise you, i i get I get more traction often. I'm talking about the things I love than like Okay, I have been featured in Forbes, but only six months ago. And honestly, that's not really what drew and I write people. Maybe give a little spark spark. Sp- 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 what am I saying? Spark of credibility. <laughs> Oh, words, words, guys. Um, but that's really not as what has drawn my true clients in. So it's not about the Forbes. Okay. It's not because I have it and I can tell you it does not make the big difference. It is more about just saying your personality, vodka shots, corgis, whatever it is for you. That is what draws the people. So do not, I promise you, do not get wrapped up in thinking you have to reach a certain level before you can write this super badass killer web page or social media copy. Like it doesn't have to be like, yesterday I was speaking at this event in front of 200 people. Absolutely not. Not necessary.
2: Yeah. You can be a badass right out of the gate. You don't need anything to validate that for you.
1: No, man. No, man. And you can say a lot, say stuff that isn't popular. That actually is kind of the best thing sometimes because the people are like, it seems like everyone online agrees, of course they don't, Wait, We're all humans. If you say something where you're act- you're like honestly, I don't agree with, maybe insert this book or I was not that big a fan. You're gonna have people, even if they don't all, maybe you don't get to have comments on it or DMs or whatever about it, but there are people who are watching you going, thank God, it is so nice to hear someone else feels the same as I do. I totally agree. I also like okay. I actually I put this message up and I remember being nervous to do it. I did not like the movie Moana and I felt like a devil. I felt like the devil's child for saying it. I like the music. I I won't go into my feelings about the plot, but <laughs> I think there's a lot of plot that is not done. I think compared to the 90s Disney, I'm like, what? No, no, no. I am not feeling okay. I got a lot of feelings. But I felt like an insane person because I would say, like, in person, people were like, you're a horrible, how could you not like Moana? But I put online, I'm like, you know what? I don't like Moana. And for me, that's just like my feeling. Here's a bit about why. And I did. I had some message going, I thought I was crazy. Like, I didn't think that part of the plot connected either. So it can be as stupid as they just seeing a movie that you don't like
2: <laughs> yeah. on your
1: social media. That could be a post. A movie you don't like. Oh
2: wow, yeah, okay, yeah. We should we should talk a little bit about social media before um this interview gets like to the point where we pretty much recorded all of it. But mm-hmm. I, I do have to say I do love the movie Moana, but as somebody who okay. I went to theater school and I understand like how stories need to be structured and I, I so and I will say the way that movie is set up, the storyline, like there's so much action in the beginning and the end and in the middle, it's just kind of like, Egh. so I will say that <laughs> Or Pixar, who was supposed to be, like, the best storyteller in the world. Like, for them to not really structure a plot properly. I don't know. I do kind of agree with that. <laughs> but I still love the movie. <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah, anyway. and that's... It was just some tweaks. And I'll do my final note. I promise I'll stop this rant. So, you have <laughs> to Let's create, break down Moana. <laughs> this is also, like, a copyrighted thing, right? Like, you have to create believability. So, when you write, like, an about page, a sales page, you have to, sh- like... You have to make it believable. You have to be like, I get where you are. You have to talk about their pain points. You have to take them on a little bit of a journey. Like, I get what you've been through. I get where you've been at. Here's why I'm different. Here's why my service is different. It's this journey of creating believability. Moana, I did not. They're like dancing with fruit baskets in like the first songs. And they're like, woo, fruit. Like, you know, staring at the edge of the water. Which I love that song. It's great. And then within like two minutes, they're like, our island is starving. And I'm like, you were just dancing with (laughs) food baskets. Like, I don't believe it. Like, I think they didn't, like the Lion King. Oh man, guys, and the Lion King, they're like searching for food. They're like, the hyenas are hungry. They have such a buildup for so long of this troubled time and the, you know, animals turning on each other because of resources being lacked you really feel it. So by the end, when there's finally this, you know, it's flourishing and the actual food and water resources. It is this epic journey. Well, on to the freaking dance with fruit baskets and then they're somehow starving in two minutes. There's my <laughs> side note, rant, go on, web copy. Sorry, oh I'm sorry. Gosh. But I'm with you, no, but I know you it. love it. And I totally don't hate on you. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, I, maybe this is too much Lion King
2: attachment. I don't know. <laughs> lion king is a great movie yeah anyway anyway sorry well we'll the next episode will be breaking down disney movie plots (laughs) everything has a chance to study copywriting y'all i promise (laughs) well then maybe we will record that episode um (laughs) but for now um let's uh let's just um talk about social media for a bit um before we say goodbye um because we've talked a lot about website copy and I think I mean social media drives traffic to your website copy and I always found that to be I always found social media to be kind of difficult to write for because it is a cold audience um a lot of times with Instagram and Facebook it's not an audience that's paying a whole lot of attention to you like people on Instagram aren't really like super attentive um, to like read the entire caption and stuff. So what are some tips that you have for um, writing social media copy um, that entices potential potential clients and starts that relationship?
1: Yeah. And I definitely, I'll give you some like basically rapid fire tips. Um, Because well, one, the reason I start with website and I talk so much about it before even barely mentioning social, I do think it needs a lot more time people are so quick to talk about social media. And I think that's the problem because your website, you have to figure out who you are. You've got to figure out your message. You have to really focus on your business model and write through those pages. And the problem is when you don't do that, it is, of course, it's hard to write your social media copy because you're like, you're not clear on what you're driving people to and what your message is. And the website forces you to do that. So most people are quick to like, Oh, I need to create another Instagram post, but they will run away from the website copy. I can't tell them other people I've talked to who are like, "Oh, yeah, i been meaning to rewrite it." Actually, it's like a year now. Yet, how many social media posts have they probably written? So, my number one tip is focus on your website first because it will also make social media copy easier and more effective. Um, and two, when you write a website copy, like I told you, you're going to murder a ton of your babies. You're going to write a ton of stuff that you're going to you're going to review and like delete boom, all the stuff you've deleted, social media copy. Boom, you just like all this stuff where you're like, it's not the pinnacle of like, this gotta be on the about page, this has gotta be on the home. Just literally copy and paste it, put it into a new document, all this stuff you're deleting, and you have a ton of stuff you can use for your, your social media posts, for your Instagram posts. Um, because web copy needs to be short and concise, but Instagram, especially, is storytelling. So you can go into detail, you can have long posts. Um, so, those my first two things I would say. Okay, three for more specifics. For anyone who's like, Allison, please cut the crap. Just tell me social media, oh, which is fine. Um, one, I would do more very specific storytelling, less generic. So, I think it's easy for us to be like, like um, talk about it's Monday, I want to get fired up, believe in yourself, and also remember what people are doing. Like, I would imagine one person who is holding up their phone and they're reading your Instagram post um, and thinking about exactly where they are um, kind of in their journey. Who is this person you want to be reading it? Um, and what else they're seeing on their feed? Because realistically they're probably seeing a lot of inspiration posts. Like you've got this, believe in yourself. But like, Okay. You know, you listening, when I say you are incredible, you can make $200,000 next year if you want. Do you believe it? Like, do you really think that's possible? And whatever number that is for you. Maybe it's like $50,000. Maybe it's a million. Doesn't really matter. The point is me saying it doesn't make it, does not probably actually work. You have to build um, stories that actually lead people to the believability. So they'll buy your service. Because here's the truth. If people are in a place of victimhood, if they don't believe your service will help them, they will never buy from you. And that's not about you. That's just a overarching universal principle. And we're quick to forget that. We're like, it's so helpful. But if someone doesn't believe it, they'll never buy from you. So I hired a Facebook ad strategist, one I wrote the web copy for. Probably should have done it. I don't say should, but it would have been great the year before. But deep down, I didn't believe that ads would work for me. So even though I heard all these other people doing Facebook ads, my clients use Facebook ads. I somehow didn't see myself as the type of person who was credible enough to deserve them somehow. Like, oh, those people who are at a certain level, it uh, works for them, but not for me. And it was all believability. So you can go on and on about the greatness of Facebook ads, but if your people don't believe it, they're not going to buy from it. So I would say storytelling, your Instagram is a perfect place to tell stories, not just the power of what you do, the power of yoga, the power of graphic design. Um, in just straightforward benefit-type terms, just saying here's why it's great, tell stories that actually reveal it to be so. Um, So you could take client stories. Like here's a couple prompts just to start with, right? One, think about clients you've already worked with and tell their stories. Um, And very specific moments. It doesn't have to be this huge, big thing. It can be a tiny moment. Like yesterday, I was teaching or I had a client and they asked this question and here's what I said to them. Like, tell it like a story and telling it about a client or student really helps it kind of take the pressure almost off the person reading, and also help relate it to them. So, if like my client, you know, even two months ago, honestly, they were feeling like dot dot dot. Insert how your reader feels right now, um, and it kind of goes, oh my gosh, that was them two months ago. That's me. So, sort of, like the stories help people also it's a, it's a, it's a wiring. It's a brain. Our brain actually lights up in a different way when we hear storytelling. Um, it takes away the conscious efforts to block, oh, oh, they're trying to sell to me and just absorb the story and its lessons. And stories about you. There's have to be these giant grand stories. Second thing, I would do some prompts from childhood. Again, specific things, not like I was always running and playing and laughing and jumping. We tend to do these listicles, like, Saying more is not better. Talk about specific moments. Um, You know, when I was seven, one time I went to the park and um, dot, dot, dot. Um, Think about like specific memories from your childhood that stand out and you don't have to know the lesson yet, just start writing. So one way to help with this, when you're going through social media next, I think we're quick to go through and we heart and double tap. Start noticing what are you double tapping? What is it? What are you actually being drawn to? And even start making notes. Like have a doc or a notebook where you start noting. Oh, I really liked when she told this story about this. Oh, I like that she found this word was a trigger and she explained why. Start just writing down what is coming up for you and what you like as inspiration for them. What you can do for yourself. Because I promise it's not usually the giant. Like I spoke on a stage of five thousand. It's a lot more mundane appearing moments that you probably actually like so I'd look to those for inspiration but do you mean like are there moments like what do you guys like on social do you find like krista Francesca, jessica are there things you find yourself tending to like or be drawn to oh man i
2: i'm i like the stories um especially people that i because i mean i follow a lot of online freelancers on social media mm-hmm. um i follow a lot of businesses on social media and i like it when they're telling stories with themselves and especially if it's a brand that I regularly follow like I find myself taking time to really read that story because I actually want to see snippets into this person's life because I I care about them on a in a social media way I care about them
1: yeah oh my gosh for sure (laughs) guys one of my highest email open rates of my of all time to my list I think the open rate was like 45 percent It was about me, like eating Thai food in bed. I am not kidding you. Like, I literally had. It was about eating Thai food in bed, and like, why? And people were responding back, like, "Oh my gosh, I feel you. You just need those nights." Like, it does not have to be these crazy big moments. It can be eating takeout on your couch.
2: And that is an impressive (laughs) open rate. Thank (laughs) you. you It is that simple. Forty-five percent open rate is a it's pretty high.
1: <laughs> it it was tight. I was doing it. and like analyzing what was getting open rights. Another one of, one of my highest was damn it. Literally, that was my, op- <laughs> damn it. And it was about something that pissed me off. <laughs> brain. I know you probably want to be positive. These are heart centered people. The brain. I mean, it's just wired. We're drawn more to negativity than positivity, which makes sense because if there's something negative, we need to respond because it might be it's our brain being like safety, safety. We need to, we need to react to something negative. So guys talk about embarrassing moments. Tell, you know, it doesn't have to be some giant deep negative story. Embarrassing moments do really well. (laughs) They do really well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Self-deprecating humor is some of the best humor.
1: Yeah, like 12 people saw my boobs. That was another of my evil subject lines that did really well.
2: You <laughs> can see I immediately want to know that story. I'm not going to make you tell it. I'm just making yeah. a point. Like if you headline something like that, it, I immediately it, want to hear the story, you know? <laughs> if anyone
1: DMs me for it, I will tell you why 12 people saw my boobs.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I, even with all these prompts, I find it's really, it's still hard for people to sit down. So I have created this freebie. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. It is super freaking helpful. Like I use it for myself and my students use it. Um, and they're ad libs. So their website ad libs, but or social media copy. It's really either one. So literally you just fill in things that are your personality, like an ad lib, and it gives you instant copy to use. And it also just gets your brain in the flow, but fill some of these out oh my gosh, you could use them straight away. Within three minutes, you'll have instant web copy. I, it's They're super helpful. So maybe in the show notes, if that works, Krista, Francesca, if I can give that to you and you can give that to your audience um, to help them get started.
0: Yeah, um, I think the link is allisonevelyn.com backslash heart-centered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, just type that into your uh, browser and th- yeah, the do the ad-libs in three minutes, that sounds awesome.
1: Like these ladies are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alison, thank you so much for coming on. I have so many things that every time I I learn something from you, I always have Um, something that I want to do like immediately so I'm going to have to like plan a day or an afternoon like to really just sit down and and write and get those get those bad phrases out there and um and use some for social media so thank you so much for sharing so much um it's amazing that um an episode about copywriting covered like Grey's Anatomy, The Office, (laughs) Moana (laughs) And yeah, um, where can where can people reach you? Uh, on social media and online?
1: Yes, Queen. So the best way is either my website, which is Allison Evelyn. allison has got two L's and an I. A lot of ways to spell it, Allison Evelyn. Um, <laughs> and you can see the brands of, you know, giving brands back a of personality. And again, if you want to creep for inspiration, I mean, not to like put myself out there, but mine or any other entrepreneur, like also don't feel shame about that side note. Like people say, oh, I creep for ideas. guy I just creep, creep, creep? We all stalk each other. It's great. Um, and then follow me on Instagram at hi, like hello. Hi. Hi, Allison Evelyn.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Stalking is legal now that all the information is public. You can just like, it's all <laughs> out
1: there. So <laughs> yeah, dude, stock it up. Everyone does it. So it's pretty, you know. inspiring each other it's a a beautiful thing that we get inspiration and ideas like you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay yes I love a good stalking session so go stalk Allison right (laughs) now and thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode we love reading your feedback so feel free to leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform and until next Monday we'll catch you later
1: thank you guys thank you so much
0: aloha